The Church Media Podcast, episode number three, Pastor First, Tech Second, Seven Ways to Put People Over Process. Let's do it. Hey there, welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Hey, and welcome to episode number three of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill, your host. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. It's my goal to give you the tools and confidence you need to create experiences at your church or through your ministry or organization where people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with him. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the number one thing that you can do to build your volunteer production team or any volunteer team at your church. The principles and ideas that I'm going to flesh out in this episode can apply to any ministry area in your church. If you lead volunteers, this is the episode for you. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. There, I'm going to give you my outline for this episode. You can get all my notes and also some shareable content. Again, that address is 1230media.com forward slash podcast. All right, let's dive in. In order to create a solid volunteer team, there is one thing that must come before everything else that you do. That is pastoring your people or caring for your volunteers. Now, this is the secret sauce to building a dynamic volunteer culture at your church. You have to care more about who your volunteers are becoming more than what they do on your team. Let me say that again. You have to care about who your volunteers are becoming more than what they do on your team. Your goal should be to create a community, not just use people to push a button. Now, I know that we don't do that on purpose, but I want to remind us of our goal Uh, as we lead our media production teams, and that is to build a culture, a mini church. Uh, I've served at two mega churches in the country, and in both of those scenarios, in both of those churches, in leading the media production teams at both of those, I knew that my role, or I, I learned that my role was really to create a mini church within the mega church. Okay, you may have 3,000 people come into your campus or to your church every weekend. You may have 10,000. It doesn't matter. If you have a, a mini church, a production team of 10 people or 50 people or 150 people, th- the goals are the same. You're really trying to create a mini church. Make sure that you and your leaders tell everyone coming onto your team and all your current volunteers how much you love them, how much you care about them. And your actions have to show that this is true. It can't just be your words. You have to show them that you care. I'm going to give you seven ideas for helping you think about making sure that you're putting people above your processes, above your gear, above your training. You have to care for people more than anything else. Okay, so number one is know their name and their story. Now, I know this may sound easy and a little simple, 
but it goes so far, especially with new volunteers. This is very, very important. Calling them by name when you see them goes a long way. Introduce them to as many veteran volunteers as you can. Write things down if you have to, to refer to it before seeing someone again. If you meet a new volunteer, make some notes. Write in your phone. Create an Evernote notebook that is just names, stories. You want to find out their salvation story, their family, their job, anything that you can find out about them so that the next time you see them, you can uh, share that information. You can use it in a conversation or you can use it in introducing them to another veteran. Hey, this is Susie. She works at whatever place. Uh, She's got three kids. She uh, just came to Christ three weeks ago and she wants to plug into our church. That stuff, remembering that stuff, shows people, especially new volunteers, that you care about them. Know their name and their story. Number two, encourage three times more than you critique. Encourage three times more than you critique. Critiquing your service with your volunteers is very important. You always want to improve, but if all they hear is critique, that's a hard environment to find joy serving in. Make encouragement a major part of your routine. Be consistent in calling out the good things your volunteers are doing. You want to encourage both in one-on-one settings and in group settings. People love to be praised, but make it a point. Be intentional about encouraging your volunteers three times more than you critique. Kind of make a gauge of that. Make a list of that. Kind of mentally process that this coming Sunday. See if you're critiquing more than you're encouraging and try to reverse that. Encourage three times more than you critique. Number three, schedule two to three times a week where you intentionally spend one-on-one time with volunteers. Okay, when I was a media production director, I reserved every Tuesday and Thursday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. to have lunch with a volunteer. I reserved two hours to make sure that I wasn't rushed to get back to a meeting or that I needed to be somewhere that would rush my time to listen to them. I also tried to schedule meetings later in the afternoon so that I wouldn't interfere with this time. If they got into something that we needed to talk about, if I could minister to them, if we could go back and forth and have a great conversation, I didn't want to rush to get back to the office. So I I intentionally scheduled meetings later in the day if I could help that. Sometimes you can't help that, but wherever you can help that, try to do that. Uh, Guard that time. I advertised on our production Facebook page. By the way, that was a closed Facebook page that I had for our team that we could share prayer requests and different things. I advertised on our on our Facebook page and uh, or in that group and in my emails to the team and in person that I was free for lunch every Tuesday and Thursday for whoever would like to schedule one. If we wanted to do a group, all the guys get together or or several volunteers get together to go to lunch, we could do that. But I let the team know that I was available every Tuesday and Thursday from 11 to 1. Obviously, uh, if it was just a guy, just one guy, I would uh, schedule that. If it was a a woman, I would try to uh, schedule that for uh, a time that my wife could be there, a dinner or a get-together at night or, or several ladies involved. Uh, and then take several guys, so there's a mixed group, something like that, uh, to cover uh, myself in that. 
But also, my wife started a women's Bible study with the with some of the production ladies. In fact, uh, that Bible study is still going on to this day, and I am not on staff at that church anymore. That's how effective those friendships uh, were. So schedule that that intentional time. Uh, mark your calendar for that. You know this. Sunday is game day. You don't have time to really minister to volunteers. You need to push that off in the week. And here's one thing to keep in mind when you're having lunch with with people. Uh, I want to encourage you to not talk shop as much as you can. Yes, the production team is what you have in common. Yes, you can get great ideas from them. Yes, you want to talk about it some. But I want to encourage you, talk about their family. Talk about their spiritual walk. Get to know them. Uh, find out really cool things that they've been a part of. Find out fun stories or, or interesting stories about their past. Um, don't talk shop the whole lunch. Don't spend it on just talking about production. Talk about other things so that you can actually minister to them. Number four, give them grace when they mess up. I've been a part of church environments and even mainstream environments, whether directing a, a television show or producing an event of some kind where where if somebody messes up, someone gets yelled at. And nobody likes to be yelled at. Nobody likes to be reprimanded, especially when you're volunteering your time. Now, there are times when big mistakes happen that are very visible that you need to deal with. In my experience, most of the time, the volunteer knows their mistake and they're going to beat themselves up much more than you should. They're already feeling terrible as it is, and you yelling at them isn't going to help any. Um, So the best thing you can do in those moments is to offer grace. You need to protect your team. If, If a staff leader comes to you about an issue, don't have the conversation in front of your team. Protect them from hearing the messy part of ministry. Now, if there is a pattern of big mistakes from the same person, for the good of your, your experience for hundreds of people or whoever, thousands of people that are coming for your weekend experience, you may need to graciously move them to another position on your team or even another ministry. But don't be afraid to make these decisions. Mistakes do happen. It's live. It can be live production. Mistakes do happen. But in every mess up, small or large, whether you have to move them or not, offer grace. Now, your team is going to see how you react to this. And let me encourage you, be gracious in those times. People are going to see how you deal with situations, the hard situations. And they're going to see whether you're humble, they're going to see whether you're gracious, or, or they're going to see whether you yelled and you get upset every time you get stressed out. They're going to see that. So um, just know that you're being watched as the leader and offer grace when people mess up. All right, I've given you four ways to put people over process. Uh, Let's recap real quick. Know their name and their story. Number two, encourage three times more than you critique. Number three, schedule two to three times a week where you intentionally spend one-on-one time with volunteers. And number four, give them grace when they mess up. I'm going to give you three more ideas when I come back. Check this out. At 1230 Media, we help you create experiences where people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with Him. We provide dynamic media content for your screens, as well as production training and media coaching to help you execute high-quality worship services and events. We offer worship media. This is pre-produced media content that is ready to air at your church. Choose from hundreds of countdowns, mini-movies, motion backgrounds, stills, and more, all from our online store. 
you can purchase worship media as individual products or through one of our low-cost subscription plans. You'll have unlimited access to our entire library of content, as well as any new content we add to the store during your subscription period. We have subscription plans as low as $24 a month. We offer custom media. This is content designed specifically for your church or ministry. We produce custom sermon bumpers, countdowns, promotional videos, motions, song support and lyric videos, pre-service announcement loops, and more. We offer a la carte pricing as well as package pricing on all of our custom media content to fit any budget. You don't have to have a full design team on staff to create stunning media content. We've got you covered. We also offer production training. We can help you and your team execute media content at your church. Through our blog, on-site workshops, and online training tools, we can work hand-in-hand -hand with your staff and volunteers to help you create amazing experiences at your church, partnering with you to see people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with Him. 1230 Media. Create the experience. Welcome back. We're looking at seven ways to put people over your process. Let's look at the last three real quick. Number five, set them up for success. You can't expect people from all walks of life to walk in on a Sunday with no prior knowledge or practice on your gear and expect them to know what they're doing. Don't throw them to the wolves on Sunday morning. Set them up for success. Plus, you're living with the content and the gear all week. That's your job. You live with it all week. You're the one putting the songs in planning center. You're the one practicing the songs. You're the one putting lyrics in pro presenter. You're living with it all week. They're not. They may come in and practice if you ha open up that opportunity for them, but they're not living with it during the week like you are. When I was on staff at, at New Spring Church, we implemented a pretty extensive training process for new volunteers. Now, we did this for two reasons. One, we wanted to execute our services at a very high level. And two, we wanted volunteers to be fully comfortable running a position by themselves before scheduling them on a Sunday. Again, there was no throwing them to the wolves and hope everything went well. We tried to set them up for success by training them a lot before Sunday. And they thanked us for it because they gained confidence in going into a Sunday knowing what to do and what was expected. Don't use Sunday as a training ground if you can help it. Get in there during the week, have a rehearsal, have a practice during the week if you can, get together after midweek service, something like that. Give them practice before you get to a Sunday. Don't just throw them in. Set them up for success. All right, number six, try not to make the technical parts of a volunteer position personal. I am very passionate when I direct a service. I have a lot of fun. I'm very animated. I'm, I'm a little bit crazy to watch. In fact, I get picked on a lot when I direct a, a worship service. But I wanted the team to know that if I get passionate in a moment, it's because of the intensity of the moment and not about them personally. You want to establish that before you go in. And I wasn't always the best at that. Sometimes I could be very passionate in the moment, and it would come across at a volunteer uh, and I certainly didn't mean to do that personally, but you need to be aware of that and watch for that. Let me give you some examples of, of what I mean here. Obviously, you never want to harshly criticize their technical ability. For instance, you, wanna, you don't want to say, any dummy can run ProPresenter, or it doesn't take a genius to get a great camera shot. Obviously, you don't want to harshly criticize like that. 
uh, one thing I would try to do, uh, if I remembered when I was directing a service, is to critique using the name of the position. For instance, I would say, I need a shot camera to CG, I need those lyrics up, something like that. And then praise using the name of the person. Hey, great shot, Brian. Way to lead those lyrics, Susan. Great job back there. Something like that. Um, so that you're critiquing using the, the name of their position, but you're praising them using their personal name. If you think about it, sometimes it gets, it gets hectic in the moment, but if you think about it, that may be one idea that you can try. All right, number seven, our last way that you can put people over process is be a friend in their life celebrations and struggles. It's important for you and the members of the team to share in life victories and struggles. The team should know and celebrate birthdays, weddings, new babies, baptisms, and other big moments in people's lives. The team should also know and share in life struggles and heartaches like deaths and funerals, miscarriages, layoffs, major medical issues, surgeries, that sort of thing. People will remember your presence more than anything. Share life with them and they will know that you care. Pastor your people first, then worry about them knowing how to execute a service. I promise you, if you care for people first, the execution on Sunday will take care of itself. They will jump onto your vision and they will follow you with all their heart if they know that you care about them. Everything on your team should spill out of pastoring your people first. I'm so passionate about this. We're gonna explore more about how you can minister to the people on your team in next week's podcast. I want you to be looking for that next week. It's gonna be called How to Win the Hearts of Your Volunteers. I want you to join me for that. I wanna thank you for joining me this week on the Church Media Podcast. My hope and prayer is that we can learn from each other how to create experiences at our churches where people meet Jesus and take their next step with him. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, or you can shoot an email to me directly. My email address is carl, C-A-R-L, at 1230media, that's spelled out, T-W-E-L-V-E-T-H-I-R-T-Y, media, carl at 1230media.com. Also remember, you can grab the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. Also want to thank my producer for this episode, the incredibly talented David Michael Hyde. You can check him out online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks again for joining me this week. Go out there and create some incredible experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.